Late Night Poems is brought to you by Deep Overstock, the bookseller's publisher. Find out more at deepoverstock.com. You're tuned in to Late Night Poems Radio. We drink and we write and we call it poems. It's part improv, part game, so let your words flow. Now, it's nearly midnight. Come on, let's go. Hello, you're tuned in to episode 21 of Late Night Poems Radio. The podcast is finally legally able to drink along with us. And believe me, it's going to need it. (laughs) 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 Very good, Jonathan. Very good. (laughs) Uh, Well, that's P-O-M-E-S because who knows why? They still haven't told me. I'm Mickey Collins, and my co-host Bobby Eversman has a puzzle wrapped inside an enigma, which is inside of a donut box. The biggest question I have is, where are the donuts, Bobby? In my belly, Mickey. Uh, you know, I was thinking about donuts, though, recently. I just wanted to say that the perfect donut is obviously the sprinkled donut with pink frosting. It's the most ideal donut. But it doesn't taste that good. But it's what you <laughs> always want. It's like the McDonald's hamburger is the perfect hamburger, but it tastes like paper. Why does life have to work like that? Anyway, back to you, Mickey. <laughs> well, uh <laughs> I don't know what to say about that. I like cream-filled donuts the best, though. The Boston cream. Those taste the best, but they taste best. are they yeah, as pretty as the... good? No. Exactly. Uh, on every episode of Late Night Poems, we drink, we write, and we play poetry games, and we invite you to write along with us. That's right. Each week, we take a few note cards and a pencil that we got for free from work. And every episode, we have a new theme and play three games derived from that theme. So, Mickey, what is tonight's theme? Well, we've solved a lot of mysteries on this podcast recently. But tonight's theme is unsolved mysteries. What will happen? Who knows? All I know is we have three different unsolved mysteries that we plan on solving tonight. But we can't get started without our fellow poemists. Who do we have joining us tonight? This week we have three other poemists joining us. The first is dealing with the unsolved mystery. Where are my car keys? It's Ryan Sprinkle. What are you drinking tonight, Ryan? (laughs) Uh, Tonight I'm drinking uh, Bohemia. Uh, it's a uh, imported beer from Mexico, and it's delicious. Oh, that beer's so good! It is. It's one of my favorites from of of the of the genre of Mexican lagers and pilsners. This is one of the best for sure. <laughs> I love that one. That was super good. Uh, and on the, uh, you're absolutely right. The pink donut with sprinkles is like the quintessential Homer Simpson donut. Every box of donuts has to contain one of them, but it's like that's the decoy donut it's like enticing for the rubes that don't know better and then you get the boston cream donut all to yourself that's <laughs> I'm, I'm del- i have to be the rube it always gets me every time and i know what's <laughs> gonna happen but i'm like you are donut it's the same thing with the mcdonald's hamburger i always get it and it's perfect because you're just consuming the image it's so good it's so good I heard but it's it basically like a hamburger jerky, and that's why they don't rot or deteriorate. Oh, there's the like pink no slime? liquid in it. Oh, no, the, pink, the, pink, the pink slime is the chicken. The pink slime. That's, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. Which perhaps comes just, from disused pink of, donuts. That's, that's, that's the, the topping on the pink yeah. donut. That's the connection. <laughs> there's the real rubes. Invert it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> donut. Uh, what happened to the oh, yeah, so. Our next poemist is part of CSI. That's the Cat Scratchers Investigators. It's Hannah Collins. What are you drinking, Hannah? Um, <clears throat> I'm drinking Target brand uh, seltzer. Uh, it's a it mixed buble? berry. What was that? Is it buble? No, it's good, good and gather. <laughs> oh, right, 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 right. Uh, it's a mixed berry flavor, and it's actually... Pretty good. Our special guest tonight is a philosophy content creator for Outlier.org, an online education platform. He previously worked as a bookseller at Powell's City of Books and is the author of several books, including Zenithism, published February 2021 by Deep Overstock. Please welcome Jonathan Van Bell. And Jonathan, what are you drinking? Well, thank you very much. I'm drinking tonight. I've been poisoned with dihydrogen oxide, H2O. And I'm drinking it. I'm actually out of it now, but it uh, I'll get a refill soon. But yes, so if I die of over of water intoxication, please know I was the culprit. 
What mystery Damn. solved? Poisoning by water. Mystery solved. <laughs> this is a very pro water podcast. So, I mean, I think we're all going to take the side of water in this one. <laughs> uh, I'm drinking wine. So, Ooh. we're outnumbered, though, I guess, Ryan and I. All right, everyone. <laughs> Speaking of poems, let's get to the poems for our warm up game. There is no need for any pens or paper. Tonight's warm up game, and this is a fantastic idea, Mickey Magic Poem Ball. See how it goes. All right. Uh, We'll each ask the magic poem ball a question, preferably something to do with a personal mystery you have. And then, in order to answer it, we'll consult our poems of the past. After you ask your question to the universe, you'll refer back to a line from a previous poem if you have one. If you don't have one, one can be provided for you. Of course, this may lead to even more questions and even more mysteries. Okay, Mickey, so I'm assuming that you have the box of poems. Is that right? Oh, I was just going to flip through my journal here, but yeah, I can. I oh, got perfect. a box of poems as well. So. Oh, let's do the, the box of poems. It's pretty fun. Yeah. All right. Dig that. So I want to ask it a question. I'm going to shake the, the poem ball. So. Okay. <laughs> um, what... Uh, Oh, Jesus, I should, really should have thought of this before. Oh, my God, sorry. Whenever I have to make a decision, it's always so, okay. Let's see. Um, I got one. Okay, what Ryan should Bobby ask the poem ball? Oh, thank God. Okay. No, no. What should I ask the poem ball? <laughs> Goodbye, kidney. I hope wherever you are, you're doing well. That makes sense. <laughs> so then the follow-up question, now knowing it has to be related to kidneys, uh, uh-huh. Uh, when will I have kidney failure poem box? Let me shake it. Mm. I see something now. backlit. Uh-oh. That sounds like oh, I think that's a cat scan. Yeah. Sounds like an emergency Ooh. room, yeah. Yeah. Could be like an x-ray. Now. You backlight yeah, an x-ray. x-ray. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Your back is lit as they go in through your back to do some <laughs> life-saving surgery. <laughs> I'm just imagining a very smooth hand going into my back and then like waving at someone inside of my belly. Blue Blaze hand, probably. Michael Blue Waving Blay. at the camera. Michael Blue Smoothly yeah. <laughs> going Blay, in. The, the internal surgeon. Bobby, we couldn't camera. save the kidney, but we turned you into a Muppet. <laughs> with a great voice. With that, with that smooth voice, I don't mind. I'll be a Muppet. <laughs> Lifetime subscription to Buble. Okay, who's asking the poem ball something next? I'm going to shake it. I have a question. So what I recently went through a lot of uh, some old electronics and I would like to ask the poem ball, the mystery of what do I do with all these old cell phones? Because <laughs> For the viewers at home, I, uh, you can't see this, but I have at least like a nice Royal flush spread of iPhones and really old stuff. So I'm just curious, do I donate? Do I just throw them into a ditch? Poem ball, take it away. All right. Uh, can't read that one. Probably That's probably one of mine. <laughs> yeah, it's you, me, or Ryan. Answer. It's one of us three. <laughs> All these ones are terrible. All right. Under my bed, it stays. I am bloated, anxious. You know what? They're going back under the bed. You keep it. <laughs> Makes me anxious. I don't know about the bloated part, but you know the bo- the poem ball speaks only truth, so I'm worried. It you was know, kind like of a when, perfect answer. It was a perfect answer. <laughs> under the bed, it stays. That that makes me think of like that oh, phantom, wow. the phantom phone when you when you're used to having a phone in your pocket and then you think yeah, your leg is vibrating, but there's no yeah. there's no. Oh, phone in there. Now you're gonna imagine like magic fingers in your bed. <laughs> like occasionally, I have seven go, seven Holy magic shit. fingers vibrating under my bed now. That's oh that sounds God. odd, actually. That's perfect. You put those under the mattress oh, and then the... call all of them at the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're good to go. <laughs> Excuse me, I'm very busy. I have to make important calls. I'll just walk around town doing this, I think, now. <laughs> Hello? Excuse me, yeah. Hello? On your wrists. I'll oh, just go around going, the pandemic, right? Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just imagining if you've had them all charged and they're under your bed, you're going to be like the princess in the ringtone trying to figure out like which <laughs> phone oh is God, vibrating. Yeah. You know? <laughs> 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 yeah. Is that you, God? It's me, Jonathan. <laughs> well, thank you for thank you, Poem Ball, for solving that by just returning it to under the bed. Yeah, the Poem Ball basically just answered, uh, "Don't deal with it." Yeah. <laughs> Classic <laughs> Poem Ball. Your bed will bloat with phones. <laughs> uh, let's see. Okay, I have, I have, I'll question. ask a question. Okay. Um, 
what will I be doing a week from today? Mm, that's a good question. Ah, in the mystery. Plumbers Putty Play-Doh, a film in which plumbers, the keepers of systems to hide what embarrasses us most, just need to be children and trick us. Mickey, you need to get out of town quickly. You need to run. <laughs> that's how danger. I guess Close your suit has been sealed in car. Yeah, but that just doesn't sound safe, Mickey. Throw your phone in a ditch. They can track you. <laughs> yeah. Throw Beware of plumbers, Mickey. Tomorrow is Mario Day. Hi, is it? it is Mario Day. Yeah. It is. Really? What? I saw a little <laughs> I saw a little comic strip that was funny where Mario was on a date he didn't like. So he says, excuse me. He goes to the restroom and goes bloop, 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 into the toilet. <laughs> Get out of the date. <laughs> excuse me, I'll be back. <laughs> oh no. Uh yeah, it's uh March 10th. Being M A R M A R one zero zero. Oh, that's smart. Clever. Oh, that's smart. Yeah, Mario. that's clever. And then, pi- and then it's going to be Pie Day. Pie Day is coming up. Yeah, listen to oh. Pie Day. Just do a pie episode. Yeah. Only numbers. Yes. These are really the unsung oh. holidays. <laughs> Honestly, show up on calendars. May fourth, March tenth, March fourteenth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Five p.m. The Ides of right. March. The Ides of March. The Ides of March, Caesar's assassination, a classic holiday. It's <laughs> your nice ready. Um, I guess I'll ask. Uh, I have a uh, little interview on Friday, so oh, yeah. um, I'll ask it. How um, how would, do you think my interview will go? Ooh, without a dove, you left me at the hotel. Whoa. Oh. Without a dove? Without a dove? Mm-hmm. Without a dove. That was the title of it. But you left me oh. at the hotel. Left me at the hotel. Mm. Mm. That's probably okay. good. I'm going to just say that's yeah. probably good. So good <laughs> yeah. Okay. These are more like tarot cards. You got to like interpret them. They're right. not always yeah. literal. <laughs> Except in the case of where it told you exactly what to do with your phone. <laughs> then it was very <laughs> literal. <laughs> <laughs> Hannah, you should somehow work in that line in your interview. Got <laughs> a dog. Yeah. Hannah, you get Not bonus poems points yeah. if you pull that off. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh god. Where do you see yourself in five years? Hold on, I'm gonna stop you right there. Without a dove. You left me at the hotel. And, and yeah. in a hotel. I was left at a hotel at a very young. And age. left in a hotel. <laughs> I'm sorry, are you trying to lift a curse right now in the middle of this interview? <laughs> What's going on here? It's like, well, I thought you were gonna say without a doubt. Me too. So mm. I could say like <laughs> Oh, without a dove. Yeah. Just fit in the meow. Like, are you saying meow right now? Yeah, meow. It's all right. Well, spe- actually, speaking of hotel, that's perfect. That The poem box is actually more literal than we oh, thought. So That was a good segue. Hey. The great transition, because to start, my God, to start, to start our unsolved mystery night, we're going on a ghost hunt at the Grand Lodge Hotel in Forest Grove, Oregon. First built around 1922 by Freemasons, it has a smaller building called the Children's Cottage that was intended to house orphans of the Masons, up to 32 at a time. However, the orphanage was closed in 1927. The official reason given was the children did not get along with the elderly. Who would have seen that coming? Here we are over 90 years later, and you can still hear the playful calls of children and former residents who once inhabited this building. You know, I actually, it's funny that you mentioned this because, um, so I proposed to Zuriel, my wife, uh, in Forest Grove. And a year later, because the parents and people weren't there, we spent Thanksgiving because it was around Thanksgiving when I proposed. A year later, we, we spent Thanksgiving there with the family at the, the Grand Lodge. We stayed in the Grand Lodge. Whoa. And we were there for like two days. And we, I, we walked around to that little children's area and it was empty and it was weird. We were like, can we be in here? We just sort of were oh, investigating. And it was sort of just open, but empty. It was very, but it looked like a sort of Victorian, like things had been, there was a bar there that seemed like it, it could be functional. Um, for the, for the children. Bar for, for children, you know. <laughs> Give me a shot of apple juice. (laughs) In Victorian times, the children had different kinds of things. They had cocaine in their... (laughs) That's true. They had apple jack back then. Apple jack. (laughs) 
a little laudanum in their cherry juice. <laughs> and the cocktail I know is a Shirley Temple. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Shirley Temple of Doom. Thank you, Trebek. That's a <laughs> mashup. Dr. Jones, yeah, so, protect your heart. Great place. Great place. Lots of fond memories of spooky children stuff. Aww, we got a cool. uh, leg up then on all of us. I've never been there, I... but I'm going to pretend to have been. As we stay the night in the hotel, we'll each encounter a ghost. But what ghost will you meet? We'll pass an activity you can do at a hotel down to the post below you alphabetically. Uh, okay, so this activity that you've been gifted is what your ghost was doing when they died. Maybe it's their unfinished business. Maybe it's where you encounter them. Uh, next, we'll roll a D100 die to see how long ago the ghost died. We're going to write a six-line Descort poem about our mysterious ghostly friends. Mm -hmm. uh, and this is French, so I don't know if I'm really pronouncing it right. Descort? <clears throat> Uh, Descour is a French poetry form in which every line has a different meter and length. That means each line needs to be unique from your other lines. Mm. So they need you know, to be different lengths, different word lengths, different meters, everything, all different. Listeners, you can pause here if you'd like to write along with us. We'll give ourselves <coughs> five minutes in the studio. So pause now and give yourself five minutes at home or in the hotel. We don't know where you are. If you are writing along tonight, you can email us your poems to poems. That's P-O-M-E-S at deepoverstock.com or send them to any of our social media at Late Night Poems. And we might read them on a future episode. That said, we'll be right back after this. Okay, poemists, ready? Drink, poem. So reading first tonight will be whoever's ghost has been haunting the longest. My ghost has been haunting this hotel for nigh on 93 years. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, here we go. My ghost. Do I say where my ghost was haunting? My ghost was haunting the sauna of this hotel. Hot stones turn liquid to steam, but a chill runs down my spine and turns my stones to ice. Hello, old sport. A nip of hooch will warm the spirit. Just don't let Johnny Law catch you. The taste of tequila touches my tongue. Warning, the heat of the sauna can exacerbate the effects of alcohol consumption, including dehydration within minutes. A man of steam is the last thing I seen. <laughs> oh, that was good. Very good. Chilling and steamy. Yeah. <laughs> I like a nip of hooch. That's very Dayton. That's, yeah. that's, that's good uh, anachronism right there. Yeah, my ghost was uh, from the Prohibition era. Mm. <laughs> uh, all right, so mine was 77 years ago. I don't know. Mine... Ghost was hunting the business lounge. I found him in the business lounge. He wore a tie, too tight. I could barely understand what he said. He had 40s speak. Asked about the war, Nazis, Hitler too. I said, what's changed? <laughs> Damn. Mm. Uh -huh. <laughs> I, I'm going to change mine midway through. <laughs> yeah, it goes. Okay. Uh, the puddle always leads from the utility room. Nope, I, I meant to cross that out. Sorry. <laughs> the strip of water from the utility room down the hall always appears after dark. Squelch, 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 step by step by step into the dark. Inside the utility room, only the legs are exposed. The upper half is going around and around and around inside the washing machine. <laughs> so graphic. <laughs> Wonderful. <Yeah. laughs> the atrocity. The atrocity of it. So. The atrocity. Yeah, the atrocity of doing laundry. I agree. Yeah, no. 
Uh, he was originally mm-hmm. making sandwiches of himself, and then I thought that I already have done that idea, so I had to make <laughs> the washing machine on the spot. So, yeah, my next haunt us. All right, so mine was in, in 1962. I walked into the great lodge and checked in. It had been a long day. I settled in and ordered a massage. The masseuse came in. I felt hands on my back cold but firm i turned my head and saw the masseuse six feet away from me <laughs> that's just good social distancing yeah <laughs> <laughs> even go my invention right. six foot massage sticks <laughs> was it one of those anti-masker ghosts uh, <laughs> <laughs> i can't catch the biological contagion um so my um mine was 39 years ago which brings us to 1981 um so three years and ghost is three years older than i am this age me here (laughs) so the year was 1981 streisand was at the top of the charts (laughs) sorry let me get these these. mrs This is some jumbled notes here, okay? I think a ghost wrote these. This is, a, I think a ghost <laughs> threw me as, as Ouija board these things out of me. You were just possessed of writing that. <laughs> Streisand was at the top of the charts. Here at the Grand Lodge, back then at the breakfast buffet, Ms. Rose Vianetta choked on the potatoes au gratin. Au gratin, however you say that. Was it piss poor luck? or murder most caloric. She's over there by the Cheerio dispenser. Go ask her. Oh my God. <laughs> That's scary. That seems like a very appropriate place for a ghost, a hotel, <laughs> a breakfast yeah. area. <laughs> I think, Anna, I thank you for that location. It's one of my favorite parts of, of the, the hotel. The oh, continental breakfast course. being the, the least true. breakfast you can get away with. It's like there's always, there's always a waffle in the waffle cooker, and you're like, whose waffle is that? Yeah. And then it suddenly disappeared. Ghost waffles. That's the placeholder waffle. You're supposed to put that back when you're done. <laughs> it keeps the machine uh, squared. <laughs> right, I'm going to grab it. At any minute, this waffle, waffle machine can transform into a panini press. We have to keep it aware of its, of its purpose. <laughs> Uh, all right, cool. So great work, everybody. Now that we've heard everyone's poems, we're going to award some points. Tonight's points will be in updates to the poemist mystery. So you'll tell us what happened after the poem. Um, speaking of the 1980s, uh, Jonathan, uh, yes. you, I, I really, I, you really set the scene <laughs> of your poem. I, I enjoyed that a lot. So, uh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so update. <laughs> it turns out the waffle machine that day was destroyed in a fire. Nobody knows how the waffles were made. <laughs> Mystery waffles. Mystery. Waffles. I I believe that was I I want to give. Oh, we're going in reading order. Sorry, I don't want to jump to. Oh jump yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll get I'll get some points out here. Ryan, I want to give an update to your story. Uh, they closed down the sauna. But not because it was haunted. It just uh, it found too much booze in there, and that the steam was just it was just booze steam. And it was just it was no good. <laughs> just getting drunk off of alcohol vapor. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Super thick. So Ryan, I, uh, you really did the form really well. Every line was very distinct, and the story was excellent. So I'm going to give you points. So. Update, uh, after the sauna closed down from too much alcohol, the uh, steamy seven arrived one Monday morning, very disappointed because these steamy old men, pretty good looking, would always come to the sauna and they'd wear their towels around their knees and they would just wait for the ghost. You know, they're (laughs) history enthusiasts uh, and they were going to get to the bottom of this mystery. So they arrived no sauna anymore. They were very disappointed. So to this day at uh, steamy, the Steamy 7, um, Tom's house, he has built a miniature sauna. They all pitched in. He's built a miniature sauna in his backyard. And so they all get in. It's kind of low. So they all have to hunch down, but they all sit around this sauna waiting for the ghost to come. And they left a little trail of breadcrumbs 
from the original sauna to the steamy seven Tom's house. And they're just waiting. <laughs> Just waiting, right? Wow. Wow, what a journey. <laughs> I did not mean to fuck up anybody's lemon party. I'm sorry. But, <laughs> but I'm glad that they established a new sauna, and I hope that the ghosts can follow the, that trail of crum- crumbs. <laughs> I want a happy ending to right. this. <laughs> you might just set so down do I. the fog one day. <laughs> Steam out of the fog. Wander into their sauna. Is this where the lemon party is? um i think i'm gonna give points to mickey um can you read the last line of your poem again i said what's changed trying to come up with an update (laughs) for yours but it's yeah maybe the second to last line uh then he asked about the war nazis and hitler too do you want to keep going back (laughs) (laughs) i don't i've been trying to think this whole time of an update for you update Nazis continue to be a problem to this very day. (laughs) I heard they're in Taiwan now. Look out. (laughs) Wandering the alleys. There he is, the ghost Nazi. Um, I guess the update is that you've heard, or I'm telling you that this ghost still, to this day, roams the halls of this hotel. The business business halls. The the, the business halls. And still just talks to people that just don't care. They just don't care. <laughs> they just don't give a shit. Okay. They just don't give a shit. Uh, they don't care about your, your old man story. Okay. Or ghost. <laughs> Maybe he's not a ghost. Maybe he's an energy vampire. And he's just feeding off their boredom. Oh, my boredom. God. <laughs> so I'd like to give uh, points to Ryan. And Ryan, remind me of your prohibition ghost's name. Did he? Did he have a name? Uh, he didn't have a name, so feel free to name him. Persif. No, I was gonna. I was. I, I don't want to name it. Let's. He'll be unnamed. Okay. Let's call him. Let's prohibition. Let's ghost. call him the Great Goat Speed. Ghost Speed. Great Goats. The Great Goat Speed. The Great Goat Speed. So, I want to continue uh, Bobby's uh, update on the Great Ghost Speed. So what happened is. The great ghost bee, seeing that the sauna was closed down and he missed uh, the steamy seven, he got really lonesome and sad. And like any good sort of someone nipping into the hooch, um, he drank a lot of Four Locos. And unfortunately, (laughs) he drank so many Four Locos that he came back to life. That's what happened. Oh, my God. He was dead. That happened. It just, the old ticker kicked up again. It re-infleshed him. And he (laughs) found the breadcrumbs. And he collected them not to eat, but he wanted to ferment them for a beer. He hadn't had a beer in a long time. Um, so he was collecting these. For, he found the Steamy 7, and they had the raunchiest, steamiest, <laughs> I'm alive again reunion tour lemon party you could ever imagine. <laughs> yes! <laughs> I just, like, imagined, you know, like the scene in The Mummy when he, when the, when, uh, the guy comes back to life and he, but mm-hmm. in parts and he's like all just like mutated and shit. That's yep. how I pictured it. But like oh, four loco, like That's energy. Sweating just... Bright pink for loco. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> can he, can like, he unhinge his green. jaw like Imhotep too? Like oh, oh yeah. <laughs> if you drink enough for loco, you could do that. <laughs> yeah, baby. Check this out. <laughs> I had a totally different image in my mind. Because when I heard great goatsby, I heard great goatsy. Goat. I thought it was a play on Goatsy and it's okay. It's like all the great goats. Yeah. That guy's definitely a ghost. That's what he's doing. That's what he's doing at the lemon party. Yeah. All those internet in one story, lemon party and goatsy together yeah. at last. That's we're all hanging out at Mr. Han's house. <laughs> or I guess stable stuff in a different podcast <laughs> a different episode. <laughs> Late, late right. night poems. Late, late, late night poems. Late. What's that in the sky floating above the city? We're leaving the safety of the hotel behind and going to the great state of New Mexico. We'll go stargazing Ooh. and see Venus, a comet, or maybe Uranus. And then suddenly, a bright light. Everything goes white. And the next thing we know, we've awoken the next morning back in the desert but far away from where we had originally set camp. Did someone put some peyote in our hot cocoa? In order to remember what happened last night, 
will undergo hypnosis therapy with a real doctor. Ah, uh, yes, I have been a hypnosis doctor for uh, four or five years now. It depends if you count the time that I thought I was a duck or not. A quack quack, or sometimes a nut. Technically, I still had my medical license after becoming not a Nazi and not a duck. I shouldn't have said any of that. You're going to forget all about Dr. Duck and remember your trip in the desert when I snapped my fingers. And now I'm changing into an Australian. One, two, three, step. I just remembered everything. We were all part of an alien abduction. In our hypnotic days, we will recount our terrible or possibly terrible fun E.T. encounters. We'll be writing Rup Hunts. A Rup Hunt is a Welsh poetry form, which for our purposes will be four four-line stanzas with four syllables in each line. And then within each stanza, the first three lines rhyme with each other, but the fourth line does not. If you're writing along at home, go ahead and pause here. We'll give ourselves five minutes in the studio and stay tuned for our halftime show. Okay, ready, drink, poem. For tonight's halftime show, we'll think about life's mysteries for which we want answers. Where's Atlantis? Also, where's Disney's Atlantis movie part three, Miles' Revenge on the British Museum of History? Do people who pick up their dog poop get angry when they step in other people's dog poop? Or do they understand the irony? What was inside the briefcase in Pulp Fiction? What is love? And that, that's all I wrote. So let's get back to round two. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, for our round two reading order, we'll start with whichever Pomas had the most fun on their trip around the solar system. Definitely me. I had a lot of fun. Oh, yeah? Yeah. It won't sound like it at first, but I assure you. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Off around the globe, nude under robe, I felt the probe go squish, squish, squash. Oh, dear. Oh dear, I feel a fear. And what's this smear of white green glue goo? Inside me squirms some Martian worms and other germs that eat at night. Will I survive this inner hive? In fact, I'll thrive. I feel like God. <laughs> Damn. Uh, I also uh, had a probe robe globe. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I'll I'll read mine next here. I I had not as much fun, it sounds like you, but a similar experience, perhaps. Huh? Aliens? Flying around tins? It beams me in. This isn't fun. They pull out probes. Me, they disrobe. Outside, a globe. Uh Uh-oh, I say. But they're gentle. Feed me lentils. I'm a rental. They laugh, I think. Pat my behind. Isn't that kind? What did they find? Rectal cancer. Oh, oh, snap. (laughs) Well, as long as we're sharing probing stories, I have a a kind of a fun one. Is there any other one? That's all my Zoom calls nowadays. (laughs) Uh, Here we go. Cold desert night, bright blinding light. I could not fight. I flew away. Went on a bender. Why I left her. Gray and slender. Eyes like dark pools. Splayed on table. It's no fable. Not on cable. Anally probed. Without a doubt, I cannot pout. Poop falls right out. Would recommend. <laughs> oh my! Oh wow! Wow! Recommend. Recommend. Did anyone not do a probe? Do we all? I also. Go I did a probe. I'm gonna jump in. <laughs> oh yeah. I I, do I don't think I did. Oh Enjoy good. Yeah. All right, we'll do Hannah last then. Let's get yeah. all the probes out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Little probe first. Okay. Uh, 
starlight, star white, abduct tonight, lie here, don't fight, we're in your heads, give you a robe, turn on the strobe, take out the probe, tickle you blue, back in the tent, unknown event, heads all have dent, no one believes, night sky can't look, publish a book, learn what they took, want to believe. Mm. That's, that's nice. good. I like that. The X-Files all call of these, out. Yeah, Probably. all of these have been really good. Okay. Right, go, cool, go. <clears throat> all right, probe free. <laughs> probe free. We think. <laughs> it was a flash, sounds of a crash, took all my cash, it's still foggy, they grabbed at me, I couldn't see, I had to pee, but where was I? They touched and poked. I coughed and choked. I was cold, soaked. Are we done yet? They put me down, back on the ground. I looked around. Now I'm alone. Sad. Whoa. I wow. do have to say, I think the third stanza counts as a probe. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I said maybe. Maybe, yeah, you're right. <laughs> so foggy. Who knows? <clears throat> have you so been foggy. Probed? Uh, all right, so now it's time for points. Uh, Jonathan, what update do you have for what poemist unsolved mystery? Uh, the UF, the, the alien abduction one? Yes, yes, sorry. Those yes, ones. yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're going back to Living oh, Party. Alien abduction. <laughs> okay. I just want to make one of these stories a Living Party in space now. That's my temptation. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll just say it. I'll avoid it. I want to say, Mickey, your, your story of rectal cancer, um, I feel like is really... The aliens did you a service. They caught that. So I think that this is really the first contact moment that we've been waiting for. You know, where they come, they say, this individual has rectal cancer. We come in peace. You get cured. It's a, it's, it's just a beautiful story. I don't know what if that's an update, but that's that's the first contact story I would want. Um, I mean, so to, to that. My cancer, that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I'm hoping they cure their cancer. Yeah. I want to yeah. cure your cancer. That's what. Just some lemon juice and some cayenne pepper, and you're set. Don't worry. Gotta get the lemon in there insert somehow. Insert this wire. Uh. <laughs> Both ends, Mickey. Both ends. <laughs> Simultaneously. Uh, all right. I've got. I've got an update, um, Bobby. With your story, um, after you wrote your book, it wasn't quite a bestseller. Um, However, you know, you gained a following of true believers uh, <laughs> and you went out to the desert every night to try to repeat the event that you never were able to. Still trying. Mm. Still trying. Yeah. Mm. You know, there's hope out there, Mickey. I just carry a sign out to the desert and says, probe me. <laughs> Reprobe. Reprobe. There are worse ways to live, I guess. Worse ways to live. And this is so hard because like they were all really good. And my mm. memory is so shit that I can't remember anything. <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, I like this one about this person's yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I apologize. But can I just give points to all no, four of you guys? Yeah, you definitely can. <laughs> Thank you. I'm gonna give I'm gonna though. give all four okay. of you guys some a little bit of uh um peyote. Um <laughs> and then you can really try to remember what happened to you. Everybody gets peyote. Peyote, peyote. I like peyote. I like that. That's a a variant. Well, yeah, it's it's. I call it peyote in a pie. pie. Yeah, I baked it into a pie and I gave it to you guys to share. Mm, Delicious. (laughs) Did you not get that from? from (laughs) I think it's always a very religious experience, so I just call it piety. Um, Piety. Pun. Thank you. That's my first pun the whole show. Uh, (laughs) Hopefully not the last. Hopefully not the last. I'm not the pun king. Um, Hannah, you're right. All of these poems, I think, were excellent, but I was most impressed with yours. I think yours had the clearest. Yeah, you had the best narrative. Every line I could see. I kind of, you know, didn't pay attention to the probe. I wasn't watching get probed, but (laughs) (laughs) turned away. I turned away, you know, left you some privacy right. with the aliens, with the greys. But I think you had the, the clearest narrative, and so the lines are very clear, too. 
Aww. So I thought that was very good. Thank so you. the update for you is even though you're alone, maybe on the side of the road, you would experience some lost time. Uh, one of uh, Earth's ambassadors, uh, Marduk, who is a, a 10 foot tall, one of the 10 foot tall hairy aliens from the center of the Earth, who is uh, an enemy of the greys, which tend to probe people. He comes out and he says, mm. you know, I know it's been real rough. Uh, people get probed and left out here all the time. Uh, so as an ambassador, I would just like to invite you to hot chocolate, raise you on his back and takes you to a diner and you two have, have a nice hot chocolate. Uh, that sounds amazing. Yeah. Dan probes so you great. the whole trap. <laughs> it was a trap. Tra- tra- oh, no. <laughs> Oh, no, All right, no, I'm not allowed no, updates. No, no. I'm not allowed. <laughs> yeah, no more updates from Jonathan. Uh, well, I've, I've still got some updates to give. Uh, I actually want to give an uh, update to uh, Hannah and Mickey. Uh, I really enjoyed both your poems. Uh, Mickey, I thought you, you the twist at the end of yours was delightful. And uh, <laughs> Hannah, I, uh, I agree with Bobby. Yours was very clear and, and told like a really great like alien abduction story that I really enjoyed. Aww. So uh, update. Uh, it turns out that Marduk, the mole man, uh, has cancer himself. Uh, and so now that you guys have become fast friends, uh, you've heard about this man that's been cured of all cancers and, and, and you seek him out in his desert refuge and you find Mickey and Mickey, you actually broker peace between the greys and the mole people, uh, by sharing the the cure for cancer with Marduk. Wow. That was a happy ending. cured cancer. Full circle. Yeah. It's a hell of a circle. Wow. Beautiful ending. I want to ruin it with an update, but I won't. I <laughs> <laughs> Turns out the cure for cancer zombified everyone. <laughs> oh my. Okay. Are we on to round three? Is that all of our points? Update. They engaged in an interspecies lemon party to celebrate. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was waiting for that. All the lemon lime party. <laughs> Otherwise known as a sprite or a seven uh, up. Seven up. <laughs> Heads up steamy seven up. Steamy seven up. We're making connections here. I've already got my red string out and I'm putting up my post its. It, the room is full. Where, what's the thing from Always Sunny? Like, uh, Carol. 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 There's no yeah, Carol wait till I connect it all back to Pepe Sylvia. <laughs> oh god that's so good. Uh, since we're on a real conspiracy kick here that's another perfect transition because round three is db that is to say db cooper the infamous plane hijacker who in 1971 stole the equivalent of over one million dollars before parachuting to safety and into a mysterious end or plummeted to his death we don't know we don't know and or around it was in oregon it was in oregon somewhere in the forest of oregon for our round three poems we are going to unmask finally we are going to unmask db cooper we'll write a poem about who we think db cooper was and we'll explain why all right so for our poems we'll write a triversin which is a form developed by the poet william carlos williams a Traversin is an 18-line poem made up of six three-line stanzas, but each stanza is actually one sentence that is split into three phrases, and each line has two to four beats per line. Yeah, so uh, this poem should be like a tip to the FBI from a nosy neighbor, giving helpful or maybe not so helpful tips on who D.B. Cooper was. And just so we all are on the same page, things that are supposedly known about D.B. Cooper... He was five foot, 11 inches. He was American and he went missing. But maybe all of that is incorrect. Pull out your sunglasses. It's time for D.B. Cooper. That's right. If you're riding along at home, go ahead and pause here. We'll give ourselves five minutes in the studio. Okay, ready, drink and poem. So, with the fewest updates to their mysteries and reading first in round three, it's Bobby. All right. Here's my D.B. Cooper poem. Where is he? I don't know. I don't know. So here it is. 
my twin brother, definitely not me, don't get me wrong. One night in November, we missed him at dinner. Our mother cried into her hands. Just look at my mouth. Just look at my eyes. Now, while I take out my sunglasses, I have dreams about him as if he is appearing on my body, a thousand tattoos of my twin brother. This one, he's leaping. See the parachute boom, thrash in the storm. But don't arrest me. It wasn't me. Just watch. I'll fold up my sunglasses. I don't know if I understood the uh, the beat thing, but... Yeah. I was going to say, so like, I, I did it completely different, so... Yeah, I oh. did it totally different, but it was still good, though. I did it more as, like, syllables, I guess. Oh. oh. Like, I think, I I think the like... beats are more like, yeah, the I am big kind of, like... Oh, right. I was just doing kind so, of beatboxing my head. Maybe. I was like... Psh, 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 yeah, yeah here, can I, can I go next? You're yours, Hannah. Actually, yeah, Hannah, you would be next. Yeah, so go ahead. Okay, so this is how I did mine. I heard that DB was a Nazi, or maybe he was a socialist. I know he had blonde hair, or maybe it was brown-ish black. He was smart, that's a fact. Although, I suppose he could be dead. (laughs) The end. I I feel like that... That embodied the beats. I feel like that was a good interpretation. Okay. Of the beats. Like <laughs> That's kind of the the impression that I got from the rules. Mm. Hannah, actually obeying the rules for once. <laughs> uh, all right. Next up to read, Jonathan. So I also was a bit. I just sort of ignored the beats because I I was like I I'm not Shakespeare. Uh, <laughs> I'm over free verse. No. Uh, so here is my triversin. A little scoop for you, my amateur snoop. D.B. Cooper is a woman. Oh, but who, but who, you might now ask, is this mystery woman? Consider the clues and consider them closely, for it is right in front of you. She was short indeed, but many are, that's not much. Think a disguise. Think acting. She's a funny girl and a funny lady and a fucker. That's fucking right, my sleuth and friend. D.B. Cooper was none other than Barbara Streisand. (laughs) (laughs) Jonathan has a a weird thing for Barbara Barbara Streisand. Streisand. I don't know what's going on here. (laughs) Barbara. I like it. Barbara. Barbara. All right. Very well done. All right. My turn now, I believe. Here's my DB Cooper Triversen. I know who DB was, okay? Don't hang up on me. Not again. (laughs) He was a friend, or closer even, like a lover. DB for me meant dad booty or daddy's boy. (laughs) That money was to buy a trampoline. I feel bad it didn't arrive on time. Oh. Oh. Uh, the, the saddest <laughs> sexual story I've ever heard. Yeah. <laughs> I'll bring you Sad back to my round two poem. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. And now Ryan. He didn't board that plane at the airport. And we don't know where he landed. But you will believe a man can fly. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's a robbery. D.B. Cooper, the secret identity of Superman. (laughs) Superman. Superman sort of like off hours robberies. You know, he's like, I solve, I help people. But I take a little, you know, take a little on the top. <laughs> take a little. Yeah. You know How what? You At think least that... those people, <laughs> just he, solitude. they didn't die. You know, he was like, I just want the money. Yeah. Y'all can keep your lives. He didn't kill them. They, you know. Yeah. They just you think the Daily Planet's paying a lot? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> journalism's dead. 
It's so good. Yeah. Yeah. Finn's his MO too, you know, because he's like really showboaty about yeah. his whole thing. He wants to make a big spectacle about it. Yeah. It fits. <laughs> and who would suspect him? Who would ever suspect him? <laughs> yeah. Didn't didn't DB Cooper have glasses too, or some some kind of <gasps> sunglasses or something? Sunglasses, but no, I've never seen DB Cooper and Superman in the same room. That's all I'm saying. Superman doesn't exactly. wear sunglasses that's, though, Hannah. You're thinking of Clark Kent. Clark Kent. Clark Kent. Clark Kent. Oh, yeah. totally right, 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 right. No. Right. Clark Kent's a stand-up guy. No, yeah. there's no way he's involved in any of this. That's right. <laughs> Superman, <laughs> maybe. Yeah. 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 Yes, I'm maybe. sticking with Barbara Streisand. I know it's controversial, <laughs> but. <laughs> uh all right so bobby uh who uh who what what updates are you given to who well i did like the reveals of everyone i liked ryan and jonathan and hannah's reveals but i think my favorite poem was mickey's the dad booty got me and then mm. also yeah it was a nice weird sad erotic twist it was like <laughs> really crushing that the trampoline never got there on time. So I think uh, what the update will be is um, from one person's sadness, uh, the community is going to come together and each household will donate one spring and they're going to make a trampoline together. And even though they're alone, you know, and their lover never came back, they can at least bounce alone and look into the sky. Oh, man. Once again, we are all really good. I'm gonna oh gosh, I'm gonna give points to Jonathan for the oh. the big reveal and what's the update? Maybe the F- FBI they hear they they get your story and they're like, oh my god, you're totally you're totally right. It's Barbara Streisand. Exactly. <laughs> and they go they go and arrest her, and she's like, what did I do? <laughs> And they're like, you know what you did. <laughs> and they question her for hours and hours and hours. Um, <laughs> and then she's her, she gets thrown in jail. Oh. <laughs> no. Poor Beth. No. They threw the no. book at her. <laughs> no, court no court date. She just fucking gets. No habeas corpus. Nothing. No. Nope. Nope. Yeah, she doesn't even get a phone call. They're like, it's been 50 years. We need someone. You'll do. (laughs) (laughs) You'll do. I was listening to late night poems, and they got a real scoop. They got it. They got it. Jonathan. I'm not D.B. Cooper. (laughs) Jonathan fellow. Jonathan, the top witness in the D.B. Cooper case. And any (laughs) case. (laughs) I wasn't even alive. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> makes me think of like what minority report where there's the twins and like the the weird oh yeah the pre-cons know, the pre-cons exactly they think of any crime that's going to happen jonathan's going to be there writing poems yep. <laughs> <laughs> it was streisand <laughs> i just keep saying though it's barbara streisand for every case like that case was off the stress. And they, they keep digging like further and further holes to, for maximum security. So she goes further and further underground. <laughs> Can I just say how much I love the idea of um, Jonathan writing all of his poems in a in a pool of lipid water and they oh. on on wooden balls that roll down a track. <laughs> That's how we're getting all of his poems. Wow. John, his eyes totally closed. They suddenly flash open. And he starts writing the poem. <laughs> you guys have been watching my my uh, my Twitch. My yeah. Twitch. <laughs> Funny. I was gonna say I was gonna say my OnlyFans, but that was from another episode. <laughs> oh, man, we gotta get our OnlyFans going. That's every episode. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> OnlyFans life. Is, got, uh, uh, once we, oh, uh, uh, I was gonna say once we finish the points, I've got more information. That's oh, that no, might be true. Update, I don't know, update. so we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> update yeah, to the update. A, a real, nice. a real update. <laughs> Whoa! All right, let's get to the points. I got to head out to work soon, actually. All right, who, who's who's right, points? Yeah. Uh, it's Jonathan so, now. Yeah. My turn. Uh, so definitely Mickey. I'm gonna give you points on this Thank one. You. Um, and to update, in addition to Bobby's thing, um. So because it's this sort of genre of sad erotica, Mm. after they build this trampoline, I want to continue this sort of new genre 
mm-hmm. where the person uh, has erectile dysfunction and they're like, don't worry, we can work through this. They go on the, they put a red satin pillow on the, the trampoline, but it's kind of hard and awkward. And, and mm-hmm. the person, they smelled sort of faintly the cat vomit from like three days ago that was on the, on the pillow. I'm like, uh-huh. this isn't just working out, but they keep trying just the worst sad erotica that you can read. It's like twilight except better, I guess, but you know, it's, um, mm. <laughs> they get twilight. It's like 50 shades. It's like 50 shades. Better. Yeah. It's like 50, exactly. 50 smears 50 of gray or something like, Oh, <laughs> why? why is it gray? <laughs> Should have that checked out. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> 50 drips of gray, like something just wrong. But I think Mickey, you've inspired a whole new genre for the world. I can I can see that being prescribed though. You know, a trampoline for an erection. You know, every time you go, yeah. if you're wearing really loose fitting boxers, they just it just yeah. kind of hops up and you're like, it's there, it's there. There, there. Get a catchy, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it counts, it counts. Back down. It's up. You're on the wrong side. Turn over. Oh. If you can jump up high enough, you'll get you'll catch yourself on the fish hooks and then you're, yeah. you're good. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a different kind of Kama Sutra right there. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, I've, I've got an update to, to uh, the Barbara Streisand saga here. Uh, she actually gets her green card revoked back to Canada oh. with her. Uh, oh. She's got this problem now, you know. They kicked her out one time. We're going to kick her back. Uh, and you know what? <laughs> Where she goes to next? Gonna be their problem. <laughs> <laughs> Canada's dealing with Barbra Streisand, number one criminal. Yeah. <laughs> now she's been exposed. <laughs> I did not know she was Canadian. I guess that was her number one crime. You know. Is, I, it, wait, did you say? Yeah. Isn't she yeah, you is, said is she? She was yeah, the. Exactly. the I, I don't know. I imagine that's true. I think she the original Canadian. Justin Bieber. Oh no, she's American. Oh, I take all that. Oh my god. Or she wants you to think. She wants you to think. (laughs) Yeah. What? I I was probably thinking of Celine Dion or something. Actually, Celine Dion gets arrested instead, is the real update. She gets a green card. Oh. Revoked. (laughs) Oh, a twist. Twist to end all twists. Celine Dion. Okay. That's Uh, three rounds. Oh no, I got an update. Right, right. Sorry, I'm always doing Last update. Update. Uh, it turns out that building, that doing uh, therapeutic erotica on a homemade trampoline made from salvaged springs from the neighborhood's mattresses and couches was a poor idea. And seven boners were destroyed in a steamy lemon party upon the trampoline. <clears throat> oh, that's you tied up all those loose ends. I'm imagining you- a little. Mushroom cloud of lemon and zest and sex zest shooting <laughs> off. Yeah, it's yeah. a lemon party rain, like acid rain yeah. in the whole neighborhood. Apparently, I didn't know this, but uh, apparently, Barbara Streisand in like the 60s, she was married to West the King. guy who oh. plays. No, she was married to the guy who plays uh, Ross and Monica's dad and friends. Oh, yeah. interesting. Mm. Yeah. Is that, that Elliot Gould? Like good fit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say it's a small world, but that's more like a medium-sized world. Sort of Is like. he yeah. Canadian? Yeah. Can, we send her, can we send her back that way? They got divorced in 1971. <gasps> yeah, oh, oh, shit. Oh, yeah. Oh, damn, oh, that's... <laughs> she was she was she was having a, a hard divorce that year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, okay. So motive. Apparently, apparently Cooper. what happened um to to meet DB for the FBI to meet DB Cooper's demands, they had to like stop that they've landed the plane and yeah. the FBI got money from a bunch of different local banks, gave it a bag full of money to Cooper and then I guess all of the passengers were able to get off. Re- they refueled and then like they went on their merry way again with the, the pilot just flew 
BB off to wherever you wanted, and then he just left. He's like, oh, that's good right here, man. Right here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, so he left that's with pretty good. I I, I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> so weird. Yeah. You so gotta really love good. those frequent flyer mile pro- advantages. <laughs> I mean, that's that's next I mean, level. Good, you really good, good him on up. him. Get on him for like letting the the uh, um, the people off, but yeah, the passengers. But it says that the four air cabin crew and uh, Cooper were the only passengers on board. And then oh. yeah, midway through the flight, he and his cash disappeared, never to be seen again. Hmm. He flew into the storm, maybe right. survived. Let's I still think it's not, I, I'm I'm revising my theory. I think it's the lead actor and hanging with Mr. Cooper now. I think he's hiding <laughs> in the main side. <laughs> hanging with DB Cooper. Hanging with DB Cooper. And he's hanging on a parachute, just swinging on a tree. Like, damn it. Yeah, he's still falling. <laughs> to this day, he's still falling. <laughs> I can't wait to spend this. years later. Dollars. Yeah. Oh, the inflation's really going to help me with this one. That's right. (laughs) Okay, that's three rounds over, three rounds awarded. Mickey, who's taking home this ideal solution? All right. Well, uh, all right. So tonight, Bobby, bringing up the rear, uh, you went out to the desert to get it, try to get a repeat probing, and you also have a slice of peyote pie. Uh, Next up, peyote. You have. Coyote, yes. You have uh, the date with more Duke from the center of the earth, your hot cocoa date, as well as a... Um, uh, it's not even right here. Oh, peace I cured, between I more cured Duke. his cancer. Yeah, yeah. You got the, the peace going between the more Dukes and the Greys. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Next up, uh, Jonathan, I think. Uh, the wealth machine was destroyed in a mysterious fire from the brunch. Mm. Uh, you got a slice of the peyote pie. Uh, and then also the FBI arrested Barbara Streisand and Celine Dion's. Green that was my only, goal tonight. <laughs> my only goal tonight. My only goal I consider myself uh, the winner of everything. <laughs> and then Ryan, you had the, uh, the booze, vapor, steam, uh, the great goat speeds Simi Seven, who built a mini sauna at Tom's house, and the four local resurrection, uh, and a steamy seven lemon party, <laughs> as well wow. as the slice of the peyote pie. Uh, but then tonight, really, at this last round, have had me going, but yeah, so the I had a ghost roaming the business halls, uh, I was able to. Uh, create contact with the aliens and cure rectal cancer, mm-hmm. as well as a slice of peyote pie and the peace between the Mordukes and the Greys. Uh, and then the last round, I got the Hame trampoline, the satin pillow with cat vomit, and the lemon party boners were destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> the lemon wow. party boner mushroom cloud. Mushroom oh, cloud, yes. All destroyed. New sentence. so i was writing down quickly and furiously and very excited about my win tonight thank you thank you you do me a favor tear that paper out and leave it randomly at a grocery store just sitting (laughs) oh yes oh my god God. like what the hell is this stevie cooper stripes again oh my god strikes again i'll I'll have a quick story after this once we get Bobby, all set and going. Yeah, are you okay. thinking of what I'm thinking of from work? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Okay. So, congratulations, Mickey. Now, according to Wikipedia, this ideal solution is a solution in which the gas phase exhibits thermodynamic properties analogous to those of a mixture of ideal gases. So the enthalpy of mixing is zero, as is the volume change on mixing by definition. The closer to zero the enthalpy of mixing is, the more ideal, in scare quotes, the behavior of the solution becomes. The vapor pressure of the solution obeys either Routh's law or Henry's law or both. And the activity coefficient of each component, uh, parenthetical here, which measures derivation, sorry, deviation from ideality, uh, closed parenthetical, is equal to one. Thank you That's for quite the, all that. Quite so the, true. What? So true. <laughs> I don't, whoa. 
I mean, okay, uh, so my, my brain, my idea my brain the point just... was, it's an ideal solution to this unsolved mystery. Oh, I like it. I like it. <laughs> kind of a play on chemistry so, solution. Bobby didn't even, wasn't you're, even uh, aware. Your chance to be the, there. I thought you got the prize from like the Mr. Wizard episode mixed in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, don't worry everybody else. Nobody goes away empty handed on late night poems. Tonight, each of our runner poems will be going away with an unsatisfying ending, as is so common in these unsolved mysteries. This unsatisfying ending will leave you. That's it for tonight's show. Special thanks to tonight's poems, Tana Collins, Ryan Sprinkle, and our special guest, Jonathan Van Bell. A quick reminder that Zenithism is on sale at deepoverstock.shop. Mickey, do we have any parting words for our cast tonight? But of course, we've had so many questions and mysteries without any answers tonight. So to say farewell, everyone instead will give us answers without any questions. Bobby? Uh, it's uh, still buried in the woods. Ryan? Uh, it's about quarter after nine. <laughs> Jonathan? Barbara Streisand. <laughs> the answer <laughs> off. <laughs> Hannah? Um I'd say about a million a million and a half. Damn, you took mine. Uh <laughs> and mine is uh partially cloudy. Hmm. Ah, well, there you have it, folks. If you have a tip for our poem investigators about the poems you heard tonight, don't hesitate to send it in. Perhaps you can solve the mystery of why our inbox is gathering dust. How can a digital inbox gather dust? Thank you for listening. You've been listening to Late Night Poems Radio. Our intro song is Night Owl by Broke for Free. And our music interlude is Go to the Picnic by Loyalty Freak Music, used under Creative Commons license and the public domain, respectively. Late Night Poems is brought to you by Deep Overstock. Find out more information at deepoverstock.com.